0: And the show is a thank you from Impact of Southern Arizona, uh, the wonderful job of our sponsors getting behind the directory. There was a joint promotion between the Marana Chamber and Tucson Business Radio X, where we raised funds for Impact of Southern Arizona and their food bank, and that was marvelous. And one of our lovely guests was Diane Kelly from Sandbrook Group. Welcome, Diane.
1: Thank you. Nice to see you again. I, it's virtually.
0: <laughs> yeah man it's a different look you recently lost your husband of 20 years after a short illness which has greatly impacted your life yet you know it always amazes me your story so successful you still managed to head a very successful business now the pandemics hit you as well the sandbrook group right tell us yeah. how you've managed to keep it together and make it all happen would you diane
1: well, one of the most important things I think any business owner can do especially the CEO is align yourself with like-minded other people who are also business owners to get support uh, friends family obviously are very important but in the business realm You really need to have a mentor or business coach, somebody who's going to help you keep on track no matter what happens. And I have a large uh, international group I belong to called Pinnacle Global. And we have been very tightly aligned through all this, including when I lost my husband. They're very supportive and the business coaching helped keep me on track and then also helped me pull out and figure out what direction I would take. Cause my husband was also my business partner, mm. which makes it doubly hard. So having a mentor, a business coach and aligning yourself with like-minded people is critical.
0: Does family come into it at all at times like you've been through, you know, I know you have uh... You have a big family, don't you?
1: Yeah, I have siblings, uh, two of whom are here, one's in California. I have two grown children, I've got three stepchildren, from the marriage and Mm -hmm. grandchildren and even a great-grandson, which is just amazing. Yes, I'm still very young to have a great-grandson. But, um, yeah, so all of those are really important for support, especially going through a loss like that or going through something like what we're going through right now with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And as now a single woman living by myself until recently when my daughter and granddaughter moved in, it's really hard because you are isolated and you're kind of hanging out there by a rope.
0: Well, I will uh, say too that you are active in your church and you're very uh, close to your family. I guess family and faith uh, would be fair to say has got you through.
1: I would absolutely say that and uh, probably faith first because that's where I draw a lot of strength from. And then my family is very supportive. And like I said, I had my uh, daughter and granddaughter move in with me actually last year, about a year ago, and very thankful for them now because uh, that keeps me from walking around talking to the cat.
2: (laughs)
0: Well, um, it's actually your third time in Tucson now since 1993. How come the moves back in?
1: Well, we first moved to Tucson when I was six years old and uh, lived on the east side of town and I went to grade school out there um, until oh about the first semester of seventh grade my dad got laid off from Hughes, which is now Raytheon, and there's nothing left in Tucson for his industry, which was engineering. So we moved to Tempe and we worked for Motorola, got laid off at Motorola. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and he he got rehired back at Hughes in the early 70s. And so um, I moved back temporarily then with them to finish another year of college. And then I moved out and went up to the big city in Phoenix.
0: (laughs) the big smoke
1: yeah 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 but i wound up back in tucson again so
0: (laughs) yeah well i don't blame you everybody the leaves comes back you know
1: yeah yeah it's that boomerang
0: (laughs) (laughs) you started in the life insurance industry in march
1: 1978
0: tell us about that diane
1: yeah well i hope everybody's math is really poor so don't start calculating um i was working for a large national life insurance company as their office manager And about six months into the job, I said, I'm on the wrong side of the desk here. I want to go out and do what those guys are doing. And literally, it was guys. And it was a very male dominated industry. And in fact, when I first announced that I wanted to go into sales, I got fired from my job.
0: Heavens above. Yeah. What's I was the matter that. with them? You might have been a star. Well, I, I told
1: them that, you know, they told me that there's no room for women in sales in their industry.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Well, this, this was back in when? 78, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was actually. Uh, imagine yeah, saying
0: that, was, that today, huh?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. They, they, you know, they tried to get away with it. We took them to the EOC and, and they got off on a technicality. But be that as it may, I aligned with a really great life insurance company, Penn Mutual. In the Phoenix market, and uh, they did, had great training. And I, this is a really tough business anyway, so having really good training and good support again was really critical for me to be able to survive. And then when it came back down to Tucson, I went to work for a friend of mine who'd also been a Penn Mutual agent, and I stayed there for almost 12 years before jumping ship and starting my own company
0: uh takes guts takes guts and you've done well sandbook group llc this was established when
1: june 1st 2005 we just celebrated our 15th year and i was so bummed because we were planning a big party and we had to kind of postpone that
0: yeah well congratulations anyway
1: Thank
0: you. marvelous now uh You did work for another benefits firm in Tucson, right? Mm -hmm. Just before Mm -hmm. you decided to break off on your own. Were you happy there at that time? You know, to make this decision to go out on your own is a big one.
1: Yes, absolutely, and like I said, when I first moved back to Tucson and started working with my colleague that I'd worked with in the same life insurance company, he was always in the Tucson office, I was in the Phoenix office, mm-hmm. It was like coming home, because I knew all the people who worked there, we were friends, we'd kind of grown up together, raised our kids together, mm-hmm. so it was very family-oriented, but unfortunately, he passed away in 1999 from leukemia at the age of 51, well, and yeah. uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, shortly thereafter, the company was sold to a publicly traded company, and the famous last words were nothing's going to change.
0: Nothing's yeah, it's gonna change.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. so about yeah, I, I stuck it out for about six years, but um, it was a, a big philosophical difference in how I wanted to take care of my clients and what I thought was important in my business. And I'm kind of out of the box anyway, and I wanted to do some new creative things to help my clients. And and I was restricted to doing one thing and one thing only, and and they didn't want to see anything else. So right. my creativity was kind of
0: quashed. No, no. That's the one thing you cannot allow to happen in your life. And that is to allow creativity to be bottled up within you because every every soul has that and it needs to come out. So Diane, what is the thrust of your business now? How, How does it serve a need?
1: Well, that's a very interesting question. Being a life and health insurance agent, um, for the last 25 years, I started in the life insurance industry in the last 25 years or more, I focused in on employee benefit programs for small to medium sized companies, which is basically Tucson. And then when I started my own company and started you know, doing the benefits and everything, um, come along with 2014 and Obamacare, and our commissions got cut pretty severely. And I, like I said, I aligned myself with the business coach in January of 2016 and realized if I didn't do something different, I probably wouldn't have a business or it wouldn't be as profitable. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm doing is working with small business owners now on succession and exit planning because someday they're going to exit, either voluntary or involuntary, and they need a plan.
0: Now, that's interesting. Uh, is, obviously, there's a need for it, or you wouldn't be doing it. But yes. is it one of those things where you know business people just do not think of it?
1: They really don't, because as a small to medium-sized business, what are they doing? They're running the business daily, right? They're Mm -hmm. worried about the employees and the revenue and all these other things, but they don't pay attention to some of the legal and financial things that they have to have in place should that business owner get sick, hurt, or die, right? right? And if there's a partnership, if there's more than one owner... Uh, it's very important too, because if something happens to one of the owners, how is that remaining owner going to buy out their shares and do they really want their family in their business?
0: Well, that is a very good point, because I guess a lot of business people, you know, tend to assume uh, and take for granted, the family is going to come along, blah, 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 but they got their own lives to lead, haven't they?
1: And they may not even want anything to do with the business. And I have a quick story. I had a uh, interview for one of my clients for a office manager. And I asked her why she left her her last employment. And she said, well, my dad started the company in 1997. He got sick, got cancer. He died and mom inherited the business. Mm. And after two years, mom decided she didn't want the business and she shut it down. So now the kids are out looking for jobs.
0: But the business surely was worth X amount of money to be sold for all the goodwill. Exactly. It,
1: right? I said That's what I said. I said, so did you have a fire sale and just sell off assets? And she says, well, kind of, we mostly gave it all to Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> so,
0: oh dear, oh dear. And, and, yeah. the, and the kids, they had no say in the matter.
1: Right. Because mom inherited the business and this was her choice. But if we had done some planning, preferably before dad got sick, right? But at the very least, once he was diagnosed, he had seven years that he was sick. We could have done some planning and transisted the business to the kids and they'd still have the company.
0: Right. They'd have, yeah, yeah, they'd have a job per se, but they're working for themselves and no doubt they'd be making a lot more money. How did you, you know, first get into this industry?
1: Uh, The life insurance industry. Hmm. Okay. Well, the insurance industry, I was working for a large national insurance company. And and like I said, um, they didn't want any women agents. So um, I just decided that it was something that I really wanted to help people. I could see the value of helping them make sure that they had their finances in order, and uh, you know, having experienced a couple death claims early on in my business and being able to deliver a nice check to their beneficiary, spouse, whomever, um, it just has a lot of value. And people tend to again overlook. The value of what they need to cover their family and they all think that they're going to be here forever well right now people are a lot more aware of their own mortality right with all mm-hmm. this going on oh, so yeah. um, now it's definitely time to review your life insurance make sure you have adequate amounts that it's titled properly we don't want it going to next spouse <laughs> right, right. that happens too
0: <laughs> okay so what has changed in your industry over the last few years
1: Well, like I said, the life insurance industry is thriving, and uh, rates have actually come down So, because people are living longer, and uh, that's always a good thing. In the health insurance arena, um, obviously, we've had some changes, some major shakeups, and we're still trying to figure our way out of all that and helping our clients. There are some benefits to what happened in uh, 2014 with the Obamacare program. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly pre-existing conditions being covered is really important and we're very happy about that. Small businesses have a guarantee issue program so they can't be turned down. They're on what's called community rating, which means basically based on their industry and location, they're going to have a rate that's a book rate. Uh, But rates are not going down. So we're still struggling with, with rates. Uh, costs of insurance, cost of care, deductibles have gone up, um, everything that everybody's already experiencing. We deal with it on a daily basis and try our best to help our clients get aligned with the mm-hmm. best possible plan that's going to keep their costs down. And and we redesign their plans every year when they need to.
0: Well, well of course, you know, the next big worry is what's going to happen when extra taxes come because you wonder where the money's going to come from after all this pandemic you know
1: yeah exactly that that <laughs> is very scary and uh, certainly positioning yourself to get out of debt make sure you have ample amounts of cash liquidity on hand all that's going to be really important for everybody
0: are you uh, noticing at all you know the the rumors are in the talk out there uh, about cashless society getting closer and closer and into the new year even some businesses you know already don't accept cash anymore. Uh, yeah, I've
1: heard that. And and uh, I know if you go like to Whole Foods, um, you know, you basically have to have a credit card, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and now I'm hearing that there's shortages on coins. So I'm not quite sure. They said, because people are out, are not out spending, there's no money circulating. So they're short on coinage and a lot of businesses that do accept cash are only looking for exact amounts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I side sidebar from the pandemic, yeah. I guess.
0: Well, yeah, plus, um, you know, looking at down the barrel of cryptocurrency too, I think in the new year. A lot of changes, man. I tell you what, there's any more changes, my head's spinning already. I
1: know, (laughs) it's hard to keep up.
0: (laughs) What's your perfect client? What would you say your perfect client or avatar is?
1: Yeah, my perfect client is a small to medium business owner with five to 50 employees. Family-owned businesses are a particular specialty for the exact illustration that I gave earlier about the dad passing away and the kids not being able to hang on to the business. Um, and, and a lot of times they are grooming their children to take over the business. So it's really important that we have proper legal things in place, even though it's family. You know, we can always get involved in some mm-hmm. little uh disagreements if it's not set up properly. And of course, money's a big issue. And then uh, the small business owner who's actively engaged in his business on a daily basis, uh, who again, isn't paying attention to some of these other things that they need to pay attention to are particularly at risk. A contractor, for instance, is particularly at risk because if they have the contracting license, if something happens to that contractor, who's going to run that business? who has legal and financial authority to run the business as well as the, the contractor license. Right. So all these things need to really be reviewed and put in place. And basically what I do with the exit planning is I work on their processes, their people, and their profits. The three Ps. So if we get their processes in place, a lot of times the people fall into place or we see what the gaps are and we can realign job titles or get new people in or let people go. And then work on profits because what's that going to do it's going to increase their valuation and i can actually do valuations on small businesses so if they want to know what their business is worth it's really a good starting point to see where they're at so we know where they want to go and how to get there
0: very important we're talking to diane kelly who's the ceo sandbrook group here in tucson uh, during our special series of a thank you from impact I want to ask you this. You, look, you have a pretty solid reputation, Diane. How do you work with clients? Uh, from What sets you apart from everybody else out there?
1: Well, like I said, I do like to think outside the box. I'm always looking for ways to help my client. I've got a client right now who's looking for a house to buy, and I saw one online this morning, so I quick sent her over the link and gave her a phone call this afternoon. And we're very hands-on. I have a great team. I have... Brenda, who was the receptionist who's now the telemarketer and Patty, who's my assistant. Patty does the day to day things with the clients and the clients lover. She's very responsive, very on task, very detail oriented. So I think that we do an exceptional job of taking care of the client and really in this day and age that is what's required. And that's what we demand of ourselves.
0: Well, you know, um, all experience tells me that it costs you more to find a new client than what it does to look after the ones you've already got. But there's a lot of businesses, Diane, that do not um, follow through, uh, you know, keep their clients top of mind or have their clients keep you top of mind. And it's so competitive out there in all forms of businesses. Uh, you know, there's loyalty is is a thing of the past to a degree. So it behooves you to do the right thing and and look after them, doesn't it?
1: It absolutely does. And Our 15-year-old company actually has clients who were with me when I was at the other benefits firm. So they've been with me for over 20 years. And uh, we value that greatly. And uh, we consider it a privilege to have our clients stay on board. And certainly we want that reputation to stay stellar. We're also members of the Better Business Bureau with an A plus accreditation as well.
0: Hmm. So if I was to ask you, why should a business owner, any businesses listening right now, why should you work with Diane Kelly? Why should you even bother to call her? What would you say?
1: Well, absolutely. We would love to jump in and find out what they're doing what's working for them, what's not working for them. Again, dealing with the technology industry, they're in competition for employees with places like Raytheon. So they really need to have a stellar benefit program for their employees to offer to compete in the market. So we definitely work with them on that basis to make sure that they have top-notch benefits, that they have happy, and healthy employees. We also had an affiliate program that we signed up for a month or two ago, uh, helping them to get back to work on COVID and what's safe in the in the workplace and how to protect themselves from liability as the employer, but also make their employees feel safe. So we really dig in with the whole picture of the employer, their employees, the employees' families have direct access to us. So I think that that's really valuable for any business owner who doesn't want to have to deal with those issues. We take it on for them. I tell them you don't have to be in the insurance business.
0: No, you, you just take all the headaches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: I, I mean, uh, when you think about it, uh, seesaw, two sides, the yin and the yang, you've got to look after the client. But, hey, you've also got to look after their employee, haven't you?
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And employees leave, and we've had employees leave employers and go somewhere else, and then call us because they said, "Oh, I had this great broker, and I'm going to call them to come over and fix this problem or to right. set up a program for them." So um, we always realize the value of the employees.
0: Well, in closing, Diane, any words of advice for business owners? especially now during this horrible pandemic thing, right? Yeah. none of us know, you know, man proposes and God disposes, I guess. But who knows in six months from now where the devil we're all going to be. But right now, we still got to find a way to survive, still got to do business, still got to go on and try and be productive and positive. So what would you advise right now?
1: Well, like I said, for the business owners, I I highly recommend that they align themselves with like-minded business owners. If they have a business coach or they have a mentor, great. If they don't, I'd say get somebody to help you steer the ship because uh, the ship has gotten a little bit harder to steer. And also make sure that you do go through your documents when you're going through your lease, when you're going through all of your legal documents, make sure you have your estate plan in place, make sure you have everything lined up. So if something does happen to the business owner, somebody's got access and the passwords, that's another huge thing to yeah. have recorded, have somebody in charge. Um, just be diligent about making sure that you have all your eyes dotted cross because if something happens it's
0: too late yeah that's like after the horse has bolted right
1: yeah exactly
0: and um, contacting you is as simple as sandbrookgroup.com that hasn't changed Sandbrook. that's s-a-n-d-b-r-o-o-k all one word and group g-r-o-u-p all three words are one sentence sandbrookgroup.com what about phone numbers
1: Uh, my direct line is 520-591-6156 or you can call the main line 520-888-9649 if you dial one you'll get my assistant patty and uh she's awesome about walking people through answering questions and then setting up an appointment for me to talk to them on the phone or do a zoom
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh there i do you know zoom i tell you what i mean uh there's 500 or something extra uh, engineers that they're putting on up there in Tempe in a whole new building uh, just uh, for this. But, but there are other platforms out there, but uh, they do a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, well, you know, there's GoToMeeting and then Microsoft has their teams and we just had already been working with Zoom. So it was just that easy to keep it going. And now they allow you to break out rooms and you can have people in different rooms at different times. It's kind of cool.
0: Mm, that's good. should have bought stock <laughs> okay. Diane it's been an absolute pleasure and again thank you for being a wonderful sponsor for the right cause Diane Kelly ladies and gentlemen she is the CEO chief cook and bottle washer for Sandbrook group and uh, take care look after yourself Diane okay oh,
1: thank you very much Mark and thank you for all you do for the community we really appreciate you uh,
0: you got it goodbye now thank you Another one of our great sponsors for the campaign, uh, thanks to uh, Reese Reesland from Authentic Garage Door, a sponsor on our directory on the promotion between uh, the Marana Chamber and Tucson Business Radio X with fundraising for Impact of uh, of, uh, Southern Arizona. And thank you for that. Uh, The lady I'm referring to is... Uh, D- uh, Dallery Riesland and she is well chief cook and bottle washer owner uh, member owner in fact of a authentic authentic garage door service here uh, in Tucson. Welcome Dallery.
2: Thank you.
0: And both your husband and you come from a production agricultural background is that right?
2: Yeah, that's correct. We were both uh, raised in the tri-state area of Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota on sheep and cattle ranches.
0: A beautiful country up there, I hear. Uh, I haven't had the pleasure of uh, seeing it in person yet, but on many documentaries and so on, Big Sky and all that, right? Right. (laughs) You have grandchildren and three grandchildren. Are they also here in Tucson around you?
2: Yes, they are. We all moved here in 2017, and so they're all close and in one way or another involved with a Authentic Garage stores.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that. It's the whole family situation. You, you like to travel, I believe. You say you like to travel and explore new areas, right? What do you mean by that?
2: Um, my goal is to see all 50 of the United States. Last year, we drove from tucson across the gulf coast to see friends in ocala florida so i took in several of the southern states that we hadn't seen before Mm -hmm. and our plans were maybe an alaskan cruise for this year but we didn't get it booked and now we're thankful
0: yeah yeah well i mean who was to know but that's um that's very adventurous of you, wanting to see the 50 states. You know there are people, uh, Dallery, that never even get out of their hometown, right?
2: I know it. It's crazy.
0: Such a beautiful big country to be able to see. Let's talk about your family-owned and operated business. Uh, I think you moved here in, two, what was it, 2017 from South Dakota, and you bought uh, A-Authentic Garage Doors. Tell us about that, the Tucson division.
2: It's... Uh been here since I believe 2007. We were looking to do something else where we could be together as a family and uh, our oldest daughter and husband were being transferred to Tucson. So I started looking. I found a authentic for sale on the internet. Uh, So I called my husband who was working out of state at the time and I said, well, what do you think about garage door business? And he says, (laughs) I guess we can learn it. (sighs) <sighs> and I said, "I said, all right, I'm flying to Tucson to, to look at this. Right. And so I flew to Tucson and looked at it and decided to buy it.
0: Well, there you go. See, my question would be, after farm work, I mean, you do so many diverse things, don't you? For many, many years, you know, no doubt you would have been involved with doors one way or another. But when you think about garage doors or garage doors, you know, that, that's a bit unique, isn't it?
2: Unique. The The owner had been in it uh, for several years. He still owns the uh, Phoenix division, but was wanting to sell this, and he was willing to train us, and I I liked what I saw on the books, and he represented it very well. Uh, didn't sell me any pie in the sky, so it's it's worked out quite well. We kind of learned on the fly, and here we are three almost three years later, uh, enjoying the Southwest desert and being all together as a family. Our son moved with us. He's a technician. Our oldest daughter works helps me with marketing and the website. Our youngest daughter and family moved from Arkansas. She helps in the office and my son-in-law is technician. so Wow,
0: it is family. a real family, family. concern, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yes it is.
0: Uh, that's that's terrific. Now, where you were living, South Dakota, and and, and you know the other areas, the Montana, and so on, uh, how do you find the desert living here? You mean you've been here what a few years now? So you've been through the hot summers and the monsoon periods. It must be very different for you.
2: It is, yet it isn't, because in back there we had the winter weather, which was severe, and it lasts a lot longer than the hot summers here. So we kind of enjoy it. Other than these hot, two hot months, because the rest of the time it's gorgeous here.
0: Yes, it is. It is. We're very lucky. I meet a lot of people, uh, you know, who say, I've had enough of uh, shoveling snow and uh, scraping ice off the windshields uh, to rest me the rest of my life. So we're here now. And that's that. It's warmer on my bones. <laughs> yep. Tell us about. I have a
1: guy.
0: Um, sorry, go on.
2: I had a guy tell me uh, shortly after he moved here, he says, I haven't ever had to shovel any sunshine. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's talk about your doors, uh, if we may. Now, there's all sorts of garage doors, right?
2: Oh, yes. You can spend just about as much money as you want on garage doors.
0: Well, there's certainly – there's nothing like the old days, though, is there? There's no pull-out jobs by manual hand anymore or anything. Aren't they all automatic these
2: days? Um, Occasionally we'll come across one that they have not uh, put a a garage door opener in, and they're calling us, wanting us to put put in one because they're tired of opening it by hand. But probably 95% or more of them are automatic garage door openers currently.
0: Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple. Um, what do you recommend, or what do you tell your clients that you recommend about servicing? You know, how often does the desert affect us here differently to other places? Um, you know what what do you recommend?
2: We recommend that um, you have a professional come out at least once a year to lube and tune the door and adjust the forces and limits on the motor and on uh, Adjust the springs if necessary. And, but we also recommend that every six months you do it yourself. So, or at six months, you do it yourself, lubricate everything with silicone spray to keep everything working because, like you said, this desert heat just dries mm-hmm. everything out. So, if you put the silicone on there on all the moving parts, we'll show you how. Right. Your, your door is going to and motor is going to last much longer than if you only have somebody come out when you have a problem.
0: Okay. So not not necessarily spraying anything on the motor, per se, but but on what, all of the runs and uh, the wheels yep. and so yep.
2: on? Yep, on the wheels, on the springs. Uh, the doors are all hinged because they're in sections, so there's several hinges across each section, so each one of those hinges needs lubricated. Um, some people still have chain drive or screwdrives Motors, those need lubricated. The newer ones that are belt-driven, you don't lubricate the belt.
0: No. Okay. Now, where is your business uh, located?
2: Uh, We're in southwest Tucson. We work out of our home, and the trucks are fully stocked when they go out each morning. Or Hopefully, they're fully stocked. Once in a while, we have something that misses, and we have to go back. But we don't have an office, per se, for people to come in and, and visit us.
0: Well, it's a nice service. You come to us, you know. W- what are the areas that you would cover?
2: Uh, we cover anywhere from Arizona City to Nogales. What's, we
1: that's, we uh,
2: prefer to stay right in the Tucson, Oro mm-hmm. Valley, Green Valley area, but we will go outside of those areas because people have a hard time finding someone that will come to those areas.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you're in the service game. That's good. What about Marana and Sarita?
2: Oh, yes. We're we're in those Probably every other day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How many trucks have you got?
2: We've got three on the road right now.
0: Well, you are busy. Yeah, interesting. And uh, I guess you're learning more and more about the industry every day as you go along.
2: We are, and being new to Tucson and to the garage door business, when I got here, I decided I needed to start learning about the area, so I found uh, networking groups that I attend or my husband attends every month. And that way we've got to know people and get business referrals back and forth. Mm -hmm. We work with a few property management companies. We work with quite a few realtors.
0: Yeah, that's the way it's very friendly place, Tucson. And, um, you know, I'm a member of the metropolitan chamber and the chambers are good. And, and, you know, to get in and meet people and do stuff and people like to deal with local too, you know, that's good. We talk about areas now, you're also, and congratulations, by the way, you were a finalist for the BBB Torch Award for Ethical Business, weren't you?
2: Yes, we were. That was a pleasant surprise. We were nominated last year, and the paperwork intimidated me, so I didn't do it. We were nominated again this year, so I said, okay, I will work on the paperwork. And we were honored to be a finalist. We didn't win it, but I've just honored that somebody thought enough of us to nominate us and that we did make the finalists. So it was yes. quite an honor.
0: That is an honor and good on you. And you know, look at the end of the day, what's the award for ethical business? So that's, yep, it's, it's, yeah, you know,
2: it's ethical. Yep. We, we like to go in and give um, the client options. We'll tell them, Hey, your garage door is, working fine you really don't need anything just let us lube and tune it and we'll be out of here on your way (laughs) and then and the next time you know we'll say hey your gear and sprocket sheared off you you need a new we can either do a new gear and sprocket but you have a 20 year old motor is it worth it putting 150 dollars or more into a 20 year old motor or would it be better off to put that money towards a, a new opener and we let the let the customer decide what what works for them
0: Right, right. What is best for yeah. them? No, it's very good yep. and and not bad for a couple of years, you know, Dallery.
2: Well, like I said, it, it's humbling and I'm, we're honored that we uh, we have that got the ethical and we we strive for that. Huh? We kind of like to say, well, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> so, yeah. i speak- But then we've got the people that come in and say, "Hey, I'm tired of this old garage door. It's working, but I want a new one." So we say, "Okay, let us help you." <laughs>
0: And Do they come in many colors?
2: Oh yeah, you can you can get uh, basic white or or beige, but uh, you can get even black doors. You can get all glass doors. I mean, you can spend a basic two-car garage uh, door is going to cost you thirteen to fifteen hundred. No, nothing fancy, and we've quoted some ten thousand dollar doors.
0: My God, It depends
2: on what you want to spend.
0: Well, are these are these, uh, ringed in gold or something, are they? <laughs> 10,000.
2: <000. laughs> I I think so. <laughs>
0: Heavens above, I tell you what. Well, um, we're speaking with um, Delary Riesland, who is the member owner of Authentic Garage Door Service right here in Tucson, and uh, who came from a uh, different climate, well and truly. So how do garage doors get on... Up where you you know originally came from the Tri-State area and so on with the freeze. How do they operate up there?
2: Um, pretty much the same. It's it's the cold that affects the garage doors up there versus the heat down here. So it's you know different things. Similar, yeah. It's-
0: well, it's, it's been my experience, uh, Delory, that most folk that come from ranching and farm life are pretty down-to-earth people and fairly honest. Uh, do you bring that into your business, uh, you know, predominantly? And, and how, may I ask?
2: Um, I feel that we, that we bring it in. That's, that's the way we were raised. That's, you know, we get business on a handshake, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy your truckload of hay. All right, you're going to deliver. It. Great, let's do it. And and we try and do that here. You know, we come in friendly. We give them their options. If they tell us no, we say, well, thank you for considering us. And and you know, we're on our way. And and we just try to to honor that down home country feel that that we were raised with.
0: That's good. That's good. How do you go about getting to know your community? I know you mentioned the hubby. What's his name, by the way? Raymond. Raymond. I know Raymond you say gets into the network. Do you do much yourself or do the other members of the family, how how do they get involved with the community?
2: Um, mainly Raymond and I are the ones that are going out and meeting the public, uh, more me than him, but he's in a networking group also. But uh, we've occasionally taken our son-in-law to some of the the meetings we've also gone to some trade shows the home show and meet people and mm-hmm. we just you know try to try to get our name out there he it's scrub doors are not something that you really think a lot about but
0: no. when it breaks
2: you want us there
0: yeah <laughs> it's not exactly a sexy product is it <laughs>
2: it is not no nope.
0: <laughs> do you go Let into the shows
2: meet?
0: i'm sorry what was that
2: yes i i said it, it, the garage doors aren't sexy, but they're necessary. <laughs>
0: Big time, necessary. Yeah. And do you go into the shows? Do you have a little stand? How do you uh, portray yourself in the shows?
2: Um, we usually, at the uh, home show, we usually go with um, no, com. They have a booth, and so we stand with them and promote their business and our business. And then we do some smaller ones uh, by ourselves. Uh usually I'm the one that goes because the technicians are out working, but occasionally Jake, our son-in-law will go because he loves meeting people and greeting people. So occasionally mm-hmm. he takes a day to go with us. But now most of this year, we haven't got to do that because everything's canceled.
0: I know. I'm going to ask you how dramatic for your business has this uh, horrible COVID 19 been?
2: Um, when it first hit, we were hit pretty hard, but then people are home and trying to decide what to do and using, maybe using their garage door more than before because, you know, before they'd leave for work and come home and wouldn't even think about it, and now they're home. So after the first month, we've been pretty busy uh, working just about every day. This last week with the heat was a little slower, but that's to be expected also.
0: Alrighty, so um, I guess when the team goes out to somebody's home, they're doing it. They wear masks and so on in full protection and go from there. Okay, let me um, ask you, um, uh, Delary, what's the website for you? How do people find you?
1: Uh,
2: it's com. Our email is office at Tucson Garage.com, or they can call us
0: at 520-740-1050. Fantastic. Well, uh, congrats again on your BBB uh, nomination. uh, Three years running now, Authentic Garage Door Service. We come to you. We look after you. It's the whole family involved. And you're doing a great job. And I want to thank you also for your uh, sponsorship on our directory, Dallery. You've really helped impact. And good luck with your company.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: You're most welcome. Goodbye now.
2: Goodbye. Yeah,